0: on the block on demand
1: this is on the block with brent axe
0: now there's an appropriate uh, valentine's day song right the power of love baby What'd you get for Valentine's Day? Right? Am I right, fellas? Did you get a thank you? Did you get a look like, yeah, you better have got me flowers. You'd be sleeping on the couch tonight. I know. I know, guys. So what? What? what what's our flowers? What, what's the male equivalent of flowers on Valentine's Day? That's what I want to know. Good text line question at 288 For now, we talk more hoops. Then we shall do some hot takes. Jake in Syracuse on tonight's must-win game at the Dome. What's up, Jake?
1: Happy Valentine's Day to you. You sound excited about it. Oh, it's my favorite um, day of
0: the year. <laughs>
1: uh, I, you know, I, I grew up in an era of, you know, when I was a little kid, pro-Washington, and then my early teens, Sherman Douglas, running down the floor, sure. throwing yeah. the ball in the air, and Stevie Thompson flying in, and Derek Holman flying in for the alley-oop, and Billy Owens, and, you know, Eventually, Lazar Sims came around and Syracuse his fast break, and he, he was you know, just as good as Sherman, maybe not better, but still in that alley-oop. And I, I'm just wondering what happened to that. Like, say North Carolina's going to come in tonight and fast break, and it's like, you know, we used to do that? You know, now it's like, you know, Virginia runs this slow, methodical offense. They always seem to have a guy that can hit the shot. We run the slow, methodical offense because offensively we suck. And anytime we fast break, I, I don't know about you, but it looks to me like Tyus Battle's going one on three and Frank Howard's going one on two and I don't just what what happened to the good old days when Bayheim ran an offense, run going at kind of you know, it's so boring. I'll, I'll take your thoughts off the air and well, uh, go you go know, Yankees.
0: I think it's one go Yankees you snuck that in at the end. Pitchers and catchers. That's a beautiful thing about Valentine's Day today. Jake, I, I think it's a matter of I think it's temporary. I think they still recruit players that want to do that. I think it's just you look at the roster you have and you go with what best suits you. I think if you had a few more players on this team that could do what the offense calls for, they would do it. Remember a number of players that have left earlier that they have recruited that maybe you thought would be around a lot longer, like a Malachi Richardson who can hit a shot. I think even when Tyler Ennis was here, they were trying a little bit run more of a pace but yeah the last five years you look at the average of offense for this team it's somewhere in the high 60s low 70s so you can't go back to the good old days of Sherman Douglas Pearl Washington and what you said but I would much rather watch that myself the zone when it's at its best creates offensive opportunities the other way that's the thing about you know kind of coordinating this with the zone defense create a lot of steals you create a lot of fast breaks the other way it depends on what you have in the zone if you've got two guys at the top of the zone think of when michael benege and trevor cooney were doing that you know it wasn't breakneck but they were creating a lot of offensive opportunities that way so it really comes back to de- it always comes back to defense in a way when it comes to syracuse and it comes back to that Ty's battle frank howard pretty decent at that last year yikes I think it last year was a more offensive minded team because they couldn't play defense because the top of the zone just wasn't big enough. Frank Howard wasn't quite ready. John Gillen's only 6'1". So what's best for this team is what this personnel brings. They don't have that spot-up shooter, so you've got to work with what you have. Now, you get you bring bringing a Jalen Carey next year. You're bringing in a Darius Basley next year. Buddy Bayheim whether he redshirts or not, we'll see, but he can shoot the rock. You're going to be much deeper next year. You got to find that shooter. You got to find that guy. Syracuse is recruiting, uh, Joe. Uh, boy, the kid's last name escapes me at the moment. But the you know the the next Jimmer for uh, for debt, the kid that from Glens Falls who they're now recruiting, a pure shooter, one of the best scorers in the history of New York State basketball. I think it's just a matter of the departures catch just catch up with you guys. You think you're going to be around, and all of a sudden you 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 look and you say, oh yeah, you're one and done. You weren't supposed to be, but you were. Let's hit that fancy open and do some hot takes, shall we?
2: We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Well, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot. Yes! Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's
0: time for Hot Takes on the Block. USA! USA! What? What's that? Wait, wait, we lost to Slovenia? Is that even a real country? HR fell, but he gets up, takes the pass, moving in for a shot, never got through Merzac, a shot, he scores! The Slovenian captain ties
1: it late and wins it in overtime. Slovenia caps
0: the comeback with a 3-2 win over Team USA. Oh, no. 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 See, listen, uh, the Olympics are great. You tell stories about Sean White, you tell stories about Chloe Kim, you tell great stories about Aaron Hamlin, but there can be a down or two. Now they're not eliminated or anything. It's it's wrong Robin play. I got a chance to make up for it here. But Olympic hockey to me was going to be fascinating because while there's a lot of pro hockey players there, there's a lot of former NHL players or close to being NHL players, there are no current NHL players there. So who would that give an advantage to? Team USA, 2-0 lead. You heard the highlight there, courtesy of Westwood One and our Olympic coverage here via Westwood One on ESPN Radio Syracuse. We carried that game for you this morning. Oh, my goodness. Not a good start for Team USA. Brian Gianta, the Rochester native, former Buffalo Sabres captain, trying to, you know, salvage something here. Think how great, and I cannot believe this was eight years ago. It feels like yesterday. But that USA-Canada game, Sidney Crosby, or his formal name, Sidney Bleepin Crosby. Scored the winning goal for Canada. That's one of the best hockey games at any level I've ever seen. Will, Syrac- well, Syracuse. <laughs> Will Team USA even make it to the medal round? Now, it's one game, kind of shake things up. The beauty of Olympic hockey is it's not single elimination. It can kind of get you going here. But I think if you're looking for a hockey team to medal, you might want to watch the women's team. That's hot. They play tonight. They play Canada. That's a great rivalry, but I think that might be your better choice. Now the U.S. women's team beat the weirdly named Olympians of Russia. Five nothing. Jocelyn Davidson scored twice in six seconds. That's a new Olympic record. They play Canada tomorrow. Both teams are two and0 so far on pool play. that's it. You saw Sean White last night, third Olympic gold medal. Giving uh, Team USA, by the way, its 100th gold medal in the history of the Olympics. Then, of course, because that's just the way things go today, oh, there was a Me Too moment with Sean White. And oh, he was sending some pretty inappropriate texts to a former band member of his. It's like, it's news today if you accomplish something in sports and you don't have that in your past or some text message or tweet we could dig up about you at this point. We mentioned Chloe Kim, youngest female to win gold in the snowboard uh, snowboarding halfpipe. The thing with that halfpipe, there's a lot of Olympic sports where you are putting your health at risk. Luge, going down an ice track at 60 miles per hour. If you fall off, that's not going to go well for you. Skiing, you know, those <laughs> wrecks, while well, their safety is up and they wear helmets and they kind of know how to fall, if that makes any sense, it's still pretty bad. It still breaks some bones. That half pipe for the snowboard, like they were describing it a lot, watching it last night, that thing is, it's ice. And they showed Sean White a few months ago in New Zealand. Like, he cracked his, his face on that thing. I mean, you have got to have some guts to do this. And here you have 17, 16-year-olds. I mean, Sean White's 31. I mean, think about that. We've been watching The Flying Tomato for 12 years now. He started in Torino in 2006 when he was like 12 31 years old, I'm exaggerating, but 31, I was like, whoa. He's hanging out with all these 18-year-old kids that just don't have a care in the world. Like, they got their iPod headphones in, you know, listening to whatever you crazy kids listen to today while you're doing, you know, triple-axle McTwist, you know, Turner. I don't even know what they call these things, but I do know if you land wrong, that's not a nice fluffy pile of lake effects. No, you're falling into. That's whammo. That is Ice. They were saying, obviously, it's not as hard as concrete, but it's like that. There's no give when you do that. So I think that's the appeal of the winter games over the summer games. There's more danger in the winter games. Like if this guy flies off that ski ramp and doesn't land correctly, it's not going to end well. If this loser falls off going 80 miles per hour down this turn, the skeleton, they're going head first. I mean, there's so many sports where, like, death is possible. Or you watch the summer games, they're running on a track eight times. Like, okay, Good for you. Like, no one's going to die doing this. That's hot. I think the Olympic sports got that going for them. High winds causing a lot of uh, delays at some of the big-time events. Now, tonight, curling. Before Syracuse plays NC State at 9 o'clock, you can watch uh, the U.S. take on Great Britain in women's curling. We got Pairs free skating final. The men's Super G is at 9 o'clock. If you uh, are up late tonight, like me, writing about a nine o'clock basketball game, United States versus Italy and men's curling just past midnight. You want to get up early tomorrow? You got the men's 10,000 meters speed skating, the biathlons at six in the morning tomorrow, six Oh five breakfast with the United States and Switzerland playing women's curling the mixed luge team, final relay at seven thirty AM. Sign me up for that. That's hot. Let's go. I'm in nothing like curling On on the background. While you're writing columns at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'll take it. Curling infomercial. What would you rather watch at that time of the day? You see this Justin Verlander thing? I believe we have audio of this. So Justin Verlander made some comments about the Yankees a day after MLB network host and former co-host of Mike and the Mad Dog, your boy, Chris Russo. Okay, so let me see if I can find the audio of this. I believe we... Do you have audio of this? Da-da-da, da-da-da. Maybe we don't. I don't know. I don't see it. So anyway, here's what Chris Russo said. Verlander's comments came a day after Russo suggested that the Yankees, who acquired uh, Giancarlo Stanton, of course, in December, are the favorites to win the AL title. Russo saying that, quote, there was no way you can't think the Yankees are the team to beat in the American League. I think that's pretty reasonable, a team that got the Game 7 of the ALCS, who were defeated by Verlander's Astros. But what the Yankees did in the offseason, you're the favorite. I'm sorry, given the lack of big-time action other than that on the free agent market, which makes that signing that much more remarkable considering how quiet the hot stove was this year. I mean, who would dispute that? So later, Justin Verlander responded to Russo by tweeting, quote, I can think of a reason. On Wednesday, when asked about his rebuttal, Verlander stood his ground. And then some. Since defeating the Dodgers in seven games in last year's World Series, the Astros have remained almost entirely intact. Added righty and former top overall pick Garrett Cole from the Pirates, along with Verlander and you know Dallas Keuchel. I mean, you have one of the best opening day rotations out there. So you got Verlander versus Russo. And I understand where Verlander's coming from here, but if you're going to put unnecessary hype on a team, the proverbial favorite is the Yankees. It's not close. And I know the Astros did it, and they added Cole, and they're still loaded, but if who is the favorite? How can you not pick the Yankees? I don't know. Maybe you lean on the Astros because they're pitching. But the Yankees last year took the Astros to seven. You add Stanton, you add what the Yankees did, I'm going to go with them. It's close. That's hot. It's not secretariat-like gap between those two, but Chris Russo was right and Justin Verlander was wrong. I I just said that. I think I just said that. This caught my attention because I think this is going to be a great success story. So the NHL is expanding into Seattle. They have formally put in a bid. They are going to, uh, let's see, billionaire David Bonderman. How about filmmaker Jerry Bruckheimer getting in on the uh, expansion application that was due to the NHL yesterday, it was a proposal to bring a hockey team to Seattle. I mean, this is going to happen. They're they're going to approve this. They have to, you know, either build a new stadium or think they're going to refurbish the. What is that called out in Seattle? The Key Center, I believe. Here's why I think this is going to work. Look how Vegas embraced hockey, and that is a vagabond town. That is people from all over the country that live and work there, that bought season tickets to not only see their team but. To embrace their own team. I think, from what I know from people that have lived there and my kind of outside-looking-in perspective on this, I mean, look, the Sonics got robbed from Seattle. The way that that whole thing went down, how sketchy that was, the deal-making that went on between David Stern and the owners of that team, there was no reason whatsoever to pull that team out, and they used the arena thing on them. And Oklahoma City's been a great NBA market, and they treat that team like we do Syracuse basketball. They are overly passionate about it and good for them but it was a joke the way that went down. So I think it wasn't that Seattle necessarily was a basketball town. It was like, that's our team and you took our team. So now they're getting a team back and watch how big hockey becomes in Seattle. If it isn't already, there's something about now they have the Seahawks, of course, and they have sports up there. The Mariners have been awful recently. So that that's been kind of trailing off, but the energy and the passion and the loyalty that will ensue from that because all those people with all those angst about the Seattle Sonics, it's, it's really about one thing, right? It's about being wanted. It's about being respected. And Sonics fans are going to take that angst and that anger and be like, I'm going to learn about the power play because it's their team. It's something that they can embrace. It's not necessarily their big hockey fan. See, the thing with Vegas is I don't think that team is successful because – They were dying for a hockey team. They wanted their own team to identify with, and it just so happens that they put together one of the best expansion teams in the history of sports. So you combine something new, something you can call your own, with something that's good. I mean, it's been the perfect matchup there, not to mention a hell of a talented play-by-play broadcaster in Dan Duva. And then they'll get the NFL, and you'll see how that will go. It'll be just as successful. I think it's the same thing in Seattle. You took a team from us. Okay, well, screw you, NBA. The NHL wants us. So we're going to go support that team. And I can't wait to see how they build that team because the way that they built the Vegas Golden Knights who might win the Stanley Cup or at least make a deep Stanley Cup run, that, that is, you think owners are happy about that? You think you're going to want to do that again? So they'll give Seattle a team because owners love money and the expansion fees that come with it. But they're like, whoa, slow down. How are you going to build that thing? Because we're not putting another Stanley Cup contender out there. The way the Vegas Golden Knights were built And on that note We'll slide to a break Syracuse's path forward We've got a long way to go here And the man Who made Bracketology a thing Joe Lenardi, ESPN He joins us in 10 minutes, don't miss it You're on the block, ESPN Radio
1: This is On the Block
0: With Brent Axe There's a great love song right there Uh Aha. Seth Goldberg's here in studio, everyone's favorite valentine. <laughs> Hello, Seth. <laughs> so we saw these uh, NFL valentines flying around today, uh, and they're hilarious, so uh, we, we thought we'd uh, share a few of them with you, the ones we can. There's a few we can't. It's like I couldn't read some of your texts. I don't, know, I, of like I don't know. I'm the equivalent of flowers. I don't
2: even be. know if I'm able to say the Browns one. Am I able to say the Browns one? I think I could say that right.
0: I want to go with a no on that No? One. Okay. Okay. Maybe you can edit yourself. We won't. Uh, maybe you can You uh, You can. You can substitute a Okay. There. By the I way, pro- uh, what would you want for Valentine's Day? If we had a day where you just had to give us stuff to keep us happy, like <laughs> Valentine's
2: Day. <laughs> I, I think tickets would be solid. Tickets are T- solid. I'd want the are booze. Good. Just give me a nice okay. bottle
0: of booze, man. Yeah. And I'm, just give me a nice bottle of Jack Daniels honey or Johnny Walker blue. I'm good. Give me, maybe throw in a cigar. All right cuz sometimes you do flowers and candy. Okay. Booze and cigar. Okay. And I'm a happy guy. That's fair. There you go. That's fair. All right, what are some Here, I'll, I'll even give you some.
2: Oh, you'll give me some music Valentine's Day. Oh. NFL meme music. Okay. Uh there's one of Tom Brady from the Super Bowl that says, "I'll drop everything to be with you." <laughs> as the ball slips through his hands. Yes. Uh Josh McDaniels, "Yeah, I'll be your Valentine." Maybe. Uh, an Eagles logo. I'll give you a Philly special. Whoa, hey now. Uh. That's hot. A Cowboys logo. Sorry I didn't get you a gift this year, but don't you remember that gift I got you 22 years ago? <laughs> yes. A Lions logo. I hope you aren't looking for a ring. Oh. Uh, Brett He's Fav- not proposing at the game. Brett Favre, my love for you won't retire. Yeah. I mean, you've died four times. Not bad. Um, Nate Peterman, roses are red, violets are blue. Here's an interception just for you. <laughs> I should not laugh at that, but that's good. Um, Dak Elliott, I need you more than I need Ezekiel Elliott. Not Dak bad. Prescott, sorry. Not bad. I messed that up. Not bad. Uh, Steven Hauschka, but I'd like this to be Scott Norwood. Instead, I'd blow you a kiss, but it would miss Wide Right. Oh, how dare you. Uh, Eagles fans, I finally have a ring for you. Not bad. Bill Belichick, I won't cheat on you. Uh, my favorite Belichick one was We're On To I, Easter. I was going to read that one last. Sorry, I
0: t- I, uh, I, I, I took was going to go closer. with one
2: more, and then I was going to go to that one. We're on to Easter. Yeah. Uh, there's a Falcons one about the Super Bowl last year that I shouldn't read on the no. air. But that one's good. Uh, the Bills logo, I love you almost as much as I love Andy Dalton. Yes! Yes! Uh, Pete Carroll, this is good. I was going to make a run at being your Valentine, but I'll pass instead. Oh,
0: waka waka.
2: And then I, this is where it's going to go. We're on to Easter. This is the close. We're on to Easter. We're on to St. Patrick's Day.
0: Hey, Seth's going to be back tonight. Late night with Seth and Rosie Bowie doing some post games, so make sure you tune in for that. We'll come back tomorrow. Big show. Seth Greenberg. Well, inevitably, at some point, call Seth Goldberg. But Seth Greenberg from ESPN. I
2: think you did, actually, in a text yesterday to our intern. I did.
0: Former ESPN college basketball personality Andy Katz. And, of course, our weekly chat with Jim Boeheim. That's all tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody, and yeah, happy Valentine's Day or whatever.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.